This is Sports View, WMUL's premier sports talk show featuring guests from Thundering Herd Athletics. Sports View is presented by the award-winning FM 88 Sports Team. Now, here's tonight's host of Sports View. Hello and welcome to Sports View, a sports show sitting down with Marshall athletes and personnel to get to know them and the teams better. I'm Ben Westfall and joining me today for the first half of the program are two members of the Marshall Men's Golf Team. On my right, a junior from Fallensby, West Virginia, majoring in sports management, Ryan Bilby. And on my left, a sophomore from Barbersville, West Virginia, majoring in management, Cameron Jarvis. Ryan, Cameron, welcome and thank you for coming on to the show. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. And so... Ryan, we'll start off with you. Uh, you grew up in Fallensby, West Virginia. Just tell us how was it living in the upper panhandle of the state? I grew up in a really small town, uh, not many people at all. Uh, a lot colder weather than here, believe it or not. And it's in the same state, but uh, everywhere I had to travel within the state, uh, a long drive. But there weren't a lot of golf courses around. I had to go over to Ohio and Pennsylvania to play golf most of the time growing up. All right. And uh, you attended Brook High School just outside of Fallensby, uh, Outside of golf, you were involved in a couple organizations, uh, the Distributive Education Clubs of America and Future Business Leaders of America. Uh, how was it not only being an athlete, but working with these clubs, and uh, what were some of the goals you were able to accomplish with them? Uh, the clubs really helped me for the future when I got here to Marshall. Uh, we worked with did a lot of community service. Uh, we went in the elementary schools, read with the kids, you know, helped them out throughout the day. And uh, it all, the businesses and or the clubs helped us get ready to be business majors in, in college. So. And uh, Cameron, you were a uh, hometown kid. You grew up in Barbersville. Uh, tell me what's the feeling to really play for a university that's so close to home. Well, yes, I, I'm a hometown kid, and Marshall and the greater community of Barbersville, Huntington, has crossed all borders. Is something that's so uh, amazing to be a part of. It's something that I, you know, I grew up. I went to the Huntington Development Academy as a preschool kid, which is ran by Marshall. So to be here now is just incredible, and I'm so thankful and happy. Awesome. And uh, Ryan, back to you, uh, and we'll go back to golfing for this one. Yep. Um, at your high school, you were able to lead to back-to-back -back state titles, and uh, you were a three-time OVAC champion. Uh, what did it take for you know to get yourself and your team to the top to be champions? For that? Um, it was a lot different than college golf, but uh, – we didn't have, obviously, the level of the team we have here, uh, so it was a lot more helping my teammates out, you know, helping them fix their swings and how to play golf more than, you know, here. But uh, it was a lot. I was a lot more of a leader there than I was here. But I still like to try to be a leader here too. Yeah. And uh, now here's the big question: Which championship that you won in high school was your favorite? Definitely the first state championship. Uh, it meant the most. It just was more of a relief to win the first one than the second one. You know. And uh, now back to you, Cameron. Uh, you went to Cabell Midland High School, and you know there might be a little bit of tension here because I'm a Huntington High grad. So, you know, just I won't hold it against you there. <laughs> so uh, in high school, though, your 18 hole average was 71.3 throughout your high school golfing time. Uh, how did you go about like from freshman to senior year improving your game? Well, you know, at Cabell Midland, we had such great coaching and, and a lot of opportunity to play some of the local golf courses, um, even Guyan Country Club, which is where we play at Marshall. So really, it was just about honing in on the little things and trying to get better each day, 1%. And 
you know, our team continued to get better and better every year that I was there and making deeper runs into the state tournament and continuing to blossom. And now we have some of the, the finest golfers in the state of West Virginia uh, who have attended and are currently attending Cal Midland. So it was a great program to be a part of, and it's certainly going to continue to be that way. And now um, at Cabell Midland, how did you go about balancing your golf game with schoolwork and other extracurricular activities? And, you know, just what were some of the extracurriculars you were able to do at Cabell Midland? I, I traveled a lot with golf, you know, the latter half of, of my um, high school career. And COVID came in and made that sort of uh, even a little bit easier because we didn't have in-person classes every day of the week. Uh, my sophomore, my junior, and even the beginning of my senior year so outside of the classroom it was a little bit difficult to get out in the community as much because of COVID, but whenever I could, I did. You know, I spent time at the West Virginia State Capitol lobbying on behalf of, of several different public interest groups and other things that associated with that. And then and when I wasn't doing that, I was coaching middle school golf. Well, not really coaching, but I was out there in a golf cart watching middle schoolers play and trying to give encouragement where I could and trying to give back to the community at every step because they gave so much to me whenever I was going through those developmental stages. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, this is more of a question for uh, both of you guys. Uh, you know, you know, for sure, golfing was your thing. When did you find out that you wanted to get out on the course every day and, you know, compete at a high level for golf? And Ryan, we'll start with you. Yeah, um, my freshman year, I played basketball my whole life up to my freshman year and baseball when I was younger, but Everyone outgrew me after freshman year of high school, and I kind of realized, oh, I can't play basketball anymore. So I threw that out the window and then just kind of buckled into golf and started practicing every day and playing every day. Similar to Ryan, you know, I played multiple sports growing up, and I was fine at all of them, I will say. You know, I made all-star teams and stuff like that as a little leaguer, but, uh, you know, I fell in love with golf from the first moment that I uh, had a club in my hand, and, you know, I spent uh, a majority of my childhood balancing all the sports, and then I got to middle school and really started to to just want to do golf, and that's what I did, and um, I'm so thankful for it. Absolutely. And, uh, Cameron, we'll stick with you. Uh, Marshall wasn't your original first choice. It actually was the, the university in Kentucky. Now, Coach Grove told me that you weren't originally involved with golf at Kentucky. Was that the plan at first is to, you know, try to work your way to walk on with Kentucky golf? Uh, yes and no. I, I think my plan um, was a little bit uh, compromised due to COVID. I, I didn't get necessarily the, the college interest that I wanted at first. Um, I have always wanted to be here, number one. That, that was, this is, this is my home. This is where I want to be. This is where my family is. This is where I've grown up. But Kentucky had everything that I, I needed to get at that moment. I didn't get a chance to play college golf. I thought maybe I could at Kentucky. It didn't work out. Um, and that's just sometimes how the, the cards fall and the way the cookie crumbles. And, you know, there I had a great academic uh, scholarship where I was able to, to fulfill a lot of what I needed in my life at that point, And I was also able to keep playing golf. And that was something that I wanted to do. I felt like I I needed to do not just for myself, but for those who spent so much time, put so much effort into developing me. I, it wasn't for me to give up at that moment. And uh, Ryan, we'll come over to you. Um, obviously, you chose Marshall. You know that was the first choice for you. Yeah. Uh, but what was the college choosing process like for you, and uh, what made you decide to come play golf at Marshall and further your education here? Uh, it was a pretty easy choice. Um, when I first started talking to Coach Grobe, I mean, he's the best coach I could have ever asked for. Uh, he was the big uh, factor of why I came here. 
But uh, I know so many guys from the West Virginia Golf Association that played here, and they all just they all loved it, and they're all really good golfers. So, but uh, yeah, coach was definitely the biggest the biggest reason I came here. Now you know, obviously Ryan, you being a junior here in college, and Cameron, you being a sophomore, I guess you guys were still in high school at the time the pandemic hit. So. Take me through what it was like to not only be an athlete, you know, student athlete, but also a student where you guys were from here in West Virginia during that pandemic. And Ryan, uh, we'll start with you. It was not easy. Um, we did all online school half of my junior year and the beginning half of my senior year. And it really was, uh, I didn't get to come on an official visit here. March, I had to come on my own because of COVID. They didn't have any official visits. But um, Coach Grove made it a lot easier. We talked on the phone all the time. and uh, It made me feel a lot more comfortable about it. And uh, Cameron, over to you. Yeah, as I alluded to earlier, you know, most of my college career was spent online or in some sort of uh, uh, go to class two days a week, go home two days a week, and nobody has it on Friday or something like that kind of schedule. And uh, it was difficult, certainly. I think it was for everybody, but it gave me a lot of time to be at the golf course, and it gave me a lot of personal time that I had to figure out what I was going to do with it. And so, thankfully, I, I chose to spend a lot of it on academics or doing interest or hobbies or things that interested me that way I could maybe become a little bit of a better person throughout all the, the tumultuous times we had. And uh, Cameron, we'll stick with you here for this. Uh, you finally get the chance to come back here to, uh, to Marshall to play golf and all that. And coach Grobe brings you back here. And, you know, you said originally that that was your plan to come to Marshall. Coach Grobe said that, you know, there were some roster troubles with your freshman year. You chose Kentucky. Now you come back. Uh, what was it like to you know be able to come back home to Marshall and uh, you know that feeling of hey I get to play for my hometown university? Um, well, it's the best feeling in the world. Let me tell you that I you know I spent a year of a really a really hard year questioning myself, doubting if I could be the person that I wanted to be on the in the golf course in the classroom in my life and you know finally I, I had a couple dates circled on my calendar that I thought were going to be pretty big for me maybe I could prove that I still had something in me and whenever one came up I, would, I took advantage of it I capitalized and um, thankfully I was given the opportunity to come here and uh, in my opinion it's where I belong and it, you know it's it's my home and I, I love the herd and I love being a part of Marshall University. Awesome stuff and um now, this is another question for both of you guys. Uh, your sport is unlike any other here at Marshall. You know, there's a few of them that have this, but you guys have a fall and a spring season. You know, the fall is a nice builder to get you ready for the spring Sun Belt Championship season. Uh, what is it like to prepare for two separate seasons in the same year? And just take me through that process of playing two, two seasons at once. Ryan, we'll start with uh, you. Yeah, we come here in the fall. We kind of get right to it as soon as we get to school. And then we play for about two months and – don't really have that much time off to focus on school. But as soon as the season's over, I kind of just shut it down for a month and get focused on school and finals. And uh, I'll start back practicing in late November. And then when we come back in the, after Christmas, we have about a month. Depends on the weather as well. But we have about a month so we can get back out there. Then we start qualifying and playing again. And right in February, we start back up. You know, this is my first year of college golf, obviously. So it's uh, it's been a little bit difficult trying to understand what the expectations are week in, week out, sometimes day to day. But I have a fantastic team around me that, you know, leaders like Ryan and, and some of our graduate students like uh, Tyler Jones and Christian Boyd and all the other guys on the team have, have helped me kind of figure out how do I, how do I go my own way and uh, get the best out of every day. So, 
you know, I, this to this point, it's been such a great transition, and I'm, I'm so thankful for my team and for my coach who's been right there to support me in every way they could. And you guys mentioned Coach Grubb, and obviously sitting down and speaking with him, you know, he's very well-spoken, you know, very great guy. Just, uh, you know, both you guys tell me, what's it like to being coached by Coach Grubb, and, you know, how has he helped you guys so far in your development, you know, on the course for golf, Ryan? Uh, from day one, I mean, he just – he says that everything are all the right words – all the time. I mean, he's the best leader. He knows the golf swing better than like a lot of people I know. Um, he just helped me so much as soon as I got here. Uh, as he says, he wants you to leave a better man than you came. He doesn't care about the golf part. He just wants you to be a better person than when you got here. So that's something I'll take with me when I leave. Cameron? Yeah, I, you cannot say enough about what he does for each of us individually. He knows who we are. He knows who we want to be. And he puts his 100% best effort into all of us. And that, that's a lot. We've got 11 guys on the team. You know, for him to know intimately what our desires are, where we're at, and when we're having a good or a bad day, he knows what to say. He knows how to get us to that next level. And, you know, it's, it's what great coaches are, are, are supposed to do, and that's what he does. And we'll go back to a little bit more personal questions. Uh, you know, obviously you said Fallensby is a little bit more of a smaller town. Uh, just – Tell me, what's it like, the, the differences between Fallensby and Huntington, you know, the key differences, things that stick out to you and all that? Uh, definitely the traffic is the number one thing. Uh, there's never any traffic for, uh, up north, but um, just um, I was never really in the big cities growing up. And, I mean, Huntington is, is Mar the Marshall's the center of Huntington. And um, at, at home, there's just nothing like that at all. I live in the mountains on a hillside, and here there's not a hill in sight if I'm on campus, so. But it's just, um, it took a while to adjust. It definitely did. It's how different it was. But, uh, I mean, I love it here, so. And uh, you said that, you know, golf course was kind of hard to come by in Fallensby. And you said you had to travel to, you know, Ohio to play. Tell me, what was your favorite course, you know, growing up, um, you know, in Ohio or just, you know, around that Fallensby area? Um, I worked at Williams when I got into high school. And I could play there on Mondays. You know, for free because that's when they're when they're closed. And it, the place is like it's amazing, and um, that's kind of where I played most of my golf because there's really nowhere else to go. So. And uh, Cameron, you know, you, we said that you went to Kentucky first year, and you know, Lexington. You know, I've been to Lexington, and it's kind of a bigger, bigger place than Huntington. Uh, where were some of the key differences, and what did you like about Lexington? You know, what are some of the key differences between Huntington and? Oh, well, you know, like uh, Ryan said, uh, traffic. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, while I was at in Kentucky, I would travel back here each week and go back, um, you know, every week as well. So Lexington is a great city. It's a wonderful community that's also built around their school. Um, the school just so happens to be a little bit larger. So walking from end to end on campus is several miles instead of a mile maybe. So, you know, there was lots of different opportunities around there. There's golf courses. There were things you could do within the community. Um, but it wasn't like here. It's not like here. And it's, uh, it, it was great while I was there, but, you know, Huntington's the place I love, and uh, I, I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. Awesome. And uh, so we're going to step aside real quick for a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll finish talking with uh, Ryan and uh, Cameron. You're listening to the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network.
whether it happened in town. A busy weekend at Marshall Athletics produced mixed results. Or out of town. Scores from around the country so far today. Two games are already final. The big sports stories of the day are on the FM 88 Sports Report. Weekdays during News Center 88 at 5, the FM 88 Sports team delivers five solid minutes of sports with highlights, previews, and features. The FM 88 Sports Report. Weekdays during News Center 88 at 5. Only on 88.1 WMUL. Are you tired of spinning that dial and hearing the same old Top 40 stuff being overplayed? Do you go to bed at night dreaming of a station that will play music you want to hear all the time? Whether you're driving in your car or chilling on the porch, leave your dial here at 88.1 WMUL, progressive music, and other stuff that you want to hear. Having a good time. Welcome back to Sports View here on WMUL, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. With me are two members of the Marshall men's golf team, Ryan Bilby and Cameron Jarvis. And we're going to get to some more uh, Marshall golf questions here. And uh, we'll start with Ryan. Uh, as a freshman, you know, you came in and you were quite active for the herd. Uh, you competed in all but one event in your first year here. Uh, how did it feel to be able to get on the course that much as a young freshman? Um, I didn't really know what to expect coming in. When I first got here the first month, I was really sick and didn't uh, make it to the first event. And then Coach, uh, he gave me a, gave me an opportunity after that, and I uh, really played really well after for the next, like, three events in the fall. And kind of, um, I don't know how to explain it, but uh, those three events were just stepping stones to the rest of the year, and they were huge for my whole freshman year. And then uh – like I said, as a freshman, you were able to finish high up on the team board, you know, 74-stroke average, which, you know, was third among the team. Looking back on that, how important was that for you both from the athlete side and confidence side to finish so well at a young age for a collegiate golf team? That was awesome. I just really wanted to uh, – more helping the team. So when the team plays good, we all play good, it's uh, just a better environment, like, for everybody. But um, I didn't really know what to expect, like, you know, scoring average and stuff like that for my freshman year, but – I think I exceeded all my expectations if I had any. So. And then uh, sophomore year, just you know, take us through your sophomore year of uh, collegiate golf. You know, how you were able to take a jump from year one to year two? Um, it was really hard to adjust freshman year. Even in the spring, it was still still an adjustment. But um, conference freshman year was, was like a whole different atmosphere. And I didn't play well at all. And that was kind of like a slap in the face. You know, it woke me up, and then um, but sophomore year, you're just more you're more adjusted, more comfortable, playing in all the tournaments, and uh, that's just it's more just being comfortable out there. That's the biggest thing. And then, uh, in July, um, you were able to capture the 90th West Virginia Open at Berry Hills. Uh, describe the emotion on winning that, and you know what did it take to prepare for that tournament? Uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It never really uh, never really hit me, but um, the preparation for it, I played really well all summer. Um, I just, you know, had ex expectations of winning it going in. But, you know, you don't really when you after you win, you're, you're like, wow. You don't don't believe it happened. Um, I still don't really feel doesn't really feel real. But uh, it was one of the best days of my life, and something I'll just never forget, ever. So. And uh, Cameron, we'll switch it over. You also had some summer fun uh, through the end of May. Uh, you were up at Greenbrier. You captured the one and fourth. 
West Virginia amateur. Um, take me through that feeling of capturing that victory and uh, the preparation it took to win that event. Oh, well, it was so surreal, and it, it still is. It's almost like Ryan said, like it hasn't even happened yet. You, you lived an out-of-body experience almost. Um, as far as the preparation went, you know, I spent what I felt like was nearly an entire year getting ready for summer golf, and that was the first event on the calendar. So I focused all my time, all my energy into getting all my tools ready to just go out and use them. You know, I didn't want to have to think about anything while I was there, and I didn't. I just went, I ate, and I played golf. That was what I did that week, and, you know, it worked out the way it did, and I'm so thankful for it. And, uh, you know, going back on y'all's respective tournament, uh, you were both honored at the uh, Marshall versus James Madison football game, you know, for winning those respective uh, West Virginia tournaments. How was that feeling going out there and getting recognized for your play? And uh, you also think that helps Marshall golf get the uh, recognition it deserves. Um, it was really cool, uh, just standing out there looking at all the all the uh, Marshall fans. But I think it's more uh, to get the golf team on the map and get more recognition for the for the golf team because I think we're a really good team this year, and uh, more people to support us and watch our scores and come to the events. Better for us. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it was so awesome to get up and uh, and see those twenty some odd thousand faces looking down at us and giving us a, a pretty nice bit of support and. Getting the Marshall men's golf team on the map is something that's really important to us because we put in a lot of work and a lot of effort. And, you know, uh, we do deserve to be on that stage because we are a championship caliber team and we're really excited for the rest of our year. We have a, a great team of really devoted athletes and an amazing coach behind us. So the stars are the limit. And, uh, you know, so this fall has, uh, you know, taken this course and you've had a great junior year so far uh, for the Marshall men's golf team. Uh, your very first event uh, was at home at the Guy and Country Club. You're able to finish fourth. Uh, how have you improved just throughout the season, starting from that first event forward? Uh, the the Open and all through a whole summer was a huge stepping stone. The first two years, I'd played well in some events, but I never really had a chance to win. And after winning the Open, it just made me realize, all right, now I know how to win. And um, I had a chance to win both first two events, but I didn't get them done. But just being in that spot and feeling comfortable in that spot is a, is a huge step going forward. Awesome. And then, uh, you know, you return with the herd, and uh, your very first event is a home event at Guyon for, you know, that Joe Gaines Invitational. Um, how was that like, you know, not only just your first event for the herd, but your first event is here at home in your hometown? Well, it was tremendously special. Uh, you know, obviously, I grew up being a Barbersville kid and a Guyan boy, and, and getting to come out and have the support that we did that week, which was really tremendous. And it was such an amazing moment. I remember walking down the hill that, m that morning. I think I was the first guy on property, and I was just trying to soak it all in because, you know, a year prior, that wasn't even a thing I thought about. You know, it wasn't in my cards, and to have it and have it happen there was one of the best moments of my life. And uh, obviously a home course. You guys probably play on the Guy and Country Club course a lot. Tell me how much of an advantage that is to play on a course, you know, in a competition like that, you know, playing on a course that you guys are so familiar with uh, against other competition that might not be familiar with that course? Um, it's definitely an advantage because we've played. I mean, we do play it every day just about. It's more being comfortable out there. You, just, you know you know every inch of that course. You know where to hit it, where not to hit it. Um, it's just nice to be able to sleep in your own bed playing in a golf tournament because you don't get to do that very much. 
yeah, I think it's a, a huge advantage for us being out there during that event. Yeah, I, I think the biggest advantage is, like Ryan said, being able to, to sleep in your own bed and wake up in the morning and have to drive just a few minutes instead of, you know, thinking about all the stuff I packed or forgot to pack. So it's it was definitely an advantage from that end, and we know the course very well, and, you know, we played really good golf that week. Now, of course, you know, this is with all collegiate sports is the travel. You, know, you guys are probably one of the more traveling sports in, you know, college athletics. You know, you get this one home event, but everywhere else you're on the road, going to North Carolina, to Ohio. Just take me through, you know, what's that travel like and, you know, just staying everywhere else and traveling throughout the country. Uh, Coach makes it really easy on us. Um, we meet at Guyane, practice for an hour or two. We leave our cars down over, over the hill in the parking lot, and then we all just hop in the van. And It's a nice van. We have TV in there. It feels comfortable. And just do homework on the, in the, on the van ride. And um, we get to stay in the hotel. I, don't, I like staying in hotels, so I don't mind it at all. And, I mean, you're really just playing the practice round or playing your round and going to dinner, go back to the hotel and do homework till you fall asleep usually. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a work trip, but it feels like so much fun. You know, in my just limited experience this season, it's uh, it's amazing. Like Ryan said, we got a TV in the back of the van. It's really comfortable, and Coach does make it very easy on us. And anytime you get to go away with some of your best friends in the world, it's uh, it's awesome. Now, is the is the eating good in these places? Like, you know, is the food very good for these uh, <laughs> road travels? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yes. <laughs> What's the what's the best thing you guys have had to you know feast on in the road travel so far this fall? I uh, went to Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, definitely Cheesecake Factory. We've been a couple other nice places, but that that always takes the cake. Awesome. And uh, so you guys are coming up on your final event of the fall season. Uh, you guys uh, get to travel, and uh, just take me through the fall season. You know how much has this got has this uh, helped you guys so far in your development going into the spring season. Uh, for, to compete for a Sun Belt Championship? Uh, the confidence is really high. We've played four good events as a team. But, uh, the first four events, we played 36 holes the first day, and uh, the event we're going down to in Greensboro is three days of 18 each each day, which is just so much better than 36-18. Um, yeah, we've had a really good fall, so we're going to have a lot of confidence moving to this tournament and in the spring. Yeah, 100%. I mean, for me, the biggest thing was trying to get used to those 36 whole days and figure out what my body needed and, and what I needed to do to be successful. And I feel like every tournament, I've gotten just a little bit better at that. And that's what we hope to continue to do. And uh, we'll go back to more personal questions. You know, Ryan, we'll start with you. Uh, you as a sports management major, uh, after college, are you wanting to push to stay with golf? And if not, you know, what's the future goals that in place for you? Uh, my plan is to try to keep playing golf. I, I tell everybody it's been my dream since I was 10 years old, so why would I not try to chase my dream? And if it doesn't work out, then um, I probably want to be a head pro somewhere and uh, teach people how to play golf. And uh, Cameron, you as a management major, you know, What's the what's the future goal for you? I uh, know you said that you also wanted to stick with professional golf, you know, better your game. So what's the plan moving forward for you? Yeah, I mean, it's the same plan I've had since I was, you know, a junior golfer, and that's to get 1% better every single day. And eventually, you know, the margins will become so small that you'll be able to get there. Um, and, you know, I have a, a fantastic education that I'm getting here at Marshall University that I'll be able to use in whatever facet or whatever faculty or job that I go into in the future. So, you know, all, all things point to green, and so it's all good stuff for me. And, uh, you know, you guys as collegiate athletes, I know things differ from high school to college. So just take me through what's the, you know, what's it like to be a collegiate athlete and also be a student? How do you guys go about balancing both and prepping for both? Uh, 
it's just the time management is really the biggest part. But being able to do your homework on the road when we're on the road, we have so much time we can do our homework, and it's um it's not too difficult. But taking exams, it's, um our conference championship is during finals week every year, so that's probably the hardest week of the year. So you have to take them before, or you've like the two days when you get back after. So it's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, time management, being responsible, making sure you do things on time and do them to the best of your abilities. And we also have some excellent facilities here. We have the Buck Harless, uh, you know, that we can go into anytime we want and, and get tutoring and, and get the help that we need when we need it. And that's something that is, is such a great thing that we have here at Marshall. And uh, Cameron, we'll stick with you on the personal. You told me before the show uh, you're actually uh, type 1 diabetic uh, since you were 11. What's something that you might have to do differently from an athlete's standpoint that others may not, you know, with that? Yeah, well, with being a type 1 diabetic, you have to be aware all the time what your blood sugar levels are, what you need, insulin, sugar, wh- whatever it is. So I have to be consistently monitoring what I put into my body, what I eat, what I don't eat, when I'm going to eat, when I'm not going to, you know, all these different things. And it's challenging, but it's something I wouldn't trade. So we're going to wrap things up here for the first half segment of Sports View. Ryan, Cameron, thank you guys so much for coming on. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. And when we come back, we will have Olivia Cochin and Emily Glatchy of Women's Golf. You're listening to the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Type 2 diabetes is a serious chronic health threat in America. It affects tens of millions of people. Many people who have the disease don't know it. Diabetes can cause health problems such as heart disease, strokes, amputations, and blindness. Talk to your doctor, get screened if you're at risk, and learn how to avoid becoming one of the millions of new cases of diabetes each year. You can help prevent type 2 diabetes. A message from CDC and HHS. Hello and welcome to the Sports View Sports Update. My name is Ben Cower, and this evening we'll have reports on Marshall Sports News during this segment of the program. Let's begin this evening with FM88 Sports' John Bogus's report of the Marshall Thundering Herd Sunbelt Conference Showdown this past Thursday night in Huntington versus the JMU Dukes in college football. Thursday night lights lit up Jones C. Edwards Stadium yesterday where the Marshall Thundering Herd football team lost at home for the first time this season to the undefeated James Madison Dukes 20-9. Both teams had a strong defensive performance in front of 22,109 fans, with a total of 15 drives ending with punts. Marshall punter John McConnell had a career-long 74-yard punt, and James Madison punter Ryan Hansen pinned the ball at Marshall's own one three times all in the first quarter. The first score of the game was a 27-yard field goal from James Madison kicker Camden Wise in the second quarter. That score was the only in the entirety of the first half of the game. Kick is up, and it is good. So a completed field goal for Camden Wise, who was 9 for 9 on the year, now 10 of 10. Marshall would then start the third quarter with the ball, but that drive led to McConnell punting the ball away to the James Madison 1. Marshall would then score for the first time after Tyquay's legs tackled James Madison running back Kalen Black for a loss of yards that resulted in a safety. And he is pushed back into the end zone, and it's going to be a safety! A safety for the Marshall Thundering Herd is Kalen Black. 
The redshirt sophomore running back is pushed back into the end zone by Tyquay's legs. The safety was the herd's first since the 2019 season. James Madison would increase its lead over Marshall to 18 with three consecutive scoring drives from late in the third quarter to the beginning of the fourth quarter. Those drives included a wise 38-yard field goal, quarterback Jordan McLeod rushing six yards for a touchdown, and a McLeod 28-yard completed pass to wide receiver Reggie Brown for a touchdown. Immediately following that 28-yard touchdown pass, Marshall's Jaden Harrison would then score on a 94-yard kickoff return touchdown to cut James Madison's lead to 11. Harrison breaks free just past the 40. He's running down the sideline on the far end of the field. Jaden Harrison dodges the defenders and a special teams touchdown for Jaden Harrison and the Marshall Thundering Herd is right back in it. The remainder of the game was scoreless with James Madison's defense clamping down Marshall. The Herd was notably missing Rasheen Ali in this game, leading the Duke's number one ranked rush defense in FBS to leave Marshall with negative four total rushing yards. Marshall is now four and three overall and 1-2 and two in Sunbelt Conference play. James Madison continues its undefeated season with a 7-0 and zero overall record and a 4-0 and zero Sunbelt Conference record. James Madison's win was also its first in program history against Marshall, meeting three other times prior to yesterday's game. For FM 88 Sports, I'm John Bogus. Thanks, John. Now here's FM 88 Sports' Jonathan Edwards with a preview of Marshall women's basketball's preseason opener versus U-Pike this Sunday. Marshall women's basketball season gets underway with an exhibition on Sunday, October 29th against the U-Pike Bears. This past Friday, the women's squad finally got some outside competition at its scrimmage. Head coach Kim Caldwell said it was good for the members of the team to play against someone other than their own teammates. I think they enjoyed it, and I think it was important for us. We had a lot of things we had to fix from today, so it was really nice to be able to do it at home before we hit the road. Friday's scrimmage presented the revamped women's team a chance to take on a crew that provided a more aggressive and fast-paced style of play. The Thundering Herd did not back down from the challenge, with rebounding in the paint being a key factor in the practice victory for Marshall. Rochella Scott was at the forefront of the effort. We'll get two shots out of one shot that we already shot, so I think that's a big part of how we play. The opposing practice squad brought out the competitiveness in the Thundering Herd, and players for Marshall found that to be beneficial. We've been practicing against one another for a few months now, so it felt good to finally get some new competition, see where we're at, and what we need to improve on, and, and what we can build on. Statistics were not recorded for the scrimmage since it was a practice session, but there were stars all across the court that will prove pivotal to the team's success this fall. One factor that cannot be put on a stat sheet, however, is communication. For the Thundering Herd, communication has remained a talking point throughout the offseason, and it seems as if the improvements are beginning to take shape, but still need some work. I think it has improved, and I think today was a big eye-opener for them about how much it's going to cost them if they don't fix it. Sunday's women's basketball matchup between the Marshall Thundering Herd and the U-Pike Bears tips off at 6.30 inside the Cam Henderson Center. The exhibition game is labeled as a fan's first game, and admission is free to all. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Jonathan Edwards. Thanks, Jonathan. That will conclude the Sports View Sports Update. After a quick break, we'll have the second half of this evening's program, where FM 88 Sports Ben Westfall will sit down with Emily McClatchy and Olivia Cochin of Marshall Women's Golf. I'm Ben Cower. Stay tuned for more Sports View coming up next right here on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. You're listening to West Virginia's first public radio station. Public radio? What does that mean? No commercials. First of all, I'm trying to say is maybe uh, no commercials is a good idea. Help build ratings. 
so crank up the commercial-free sound of WMUL FM 88.1, and we guarantee you won't hear one single commercial. Hello and welcome back to Sports View, a sports show sitting down with martial athletes and personnel to get to know them and the teams better. I'm Ben Westfall and joining me today for the second half of the program are two members of the Marshall Women's Golf Team. On my left, a junior from Winter Park, Florida, majoring in marketing and a minor in management, Emily McClatchy. And on my right, a sophomore from Dallas, Texas, double majoring in sports business and management information systems, Olivia Cochin. Emily, Olivia, welcome and thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for having us. Awesome. And uh, so we're going to start out with a little bit of personal life info before, you know, coming on to Marshall. Uh, Olivia, we'll start with you. You were a uh, Dallas, Texas native, uh, went to high school at Plano West High. You know, how was the Dallas living experience? Um, it is interesting. I don't really live, like, in Dallas, per se. I live on, like, the suburbs. So <laughs> it's... Not what you would think, but it's a lot different than Huntington. So, and um, you know, it said you uh, you figure skated until you were about seven years old. Uh, how was that for you at such a young stage in your life? Um, it was it was fun. <laughs> I would say it's not something that every five year old does, <laughs> but um, I learned a lot. And I was grateful for the opportunity and experience. So, And uh, do you still put on the skates from time to time? Is that something uh, where you have moved on from skating, though? Um, I have moved on. I have not figure skated in probably four years. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know that it would be very good if I did. <laughs> hey, same here. I'm... I'm, I have no balance whatsoever. And uh, Emily, we'll move over to you. You went to uh, Winter Park High School. Uh, you played golf all four years in high school. Uh, did you fall in love with the game of golf before high school, or was it you know, around that your freshman time when you fell in love with the game? Um, I started playing when I was about eight years old, and um, I got into it because my dad and uncle played, and that was when I really started falling in love with it. So playing in high school was honestly more um, – it was very enjoyable. I had never had a team aspect before. Before golf was very individual. It is a very individual sport. So in high school and at Marshall, it's really special to have a team around you. Um, so it was kind of before high school. Mm -hmm. And uh, in high school, you know, outside of golf, you were involved with National Honor Society and also the Helping Children Club. You know, with someone that, you know, a busy schedule, uh, how did you balance out all your extracurriculars with golf and also your school and homework at the same time? It was a lot. <laughs> I didn't sleep too much, but um, I kind of got in a routine where I'd, you know, go places and study or do homework or um, set time aside for golf when it would get dark earlier. I'd go to golf first and then study or I just kind of listened to what my body wanted me to do. And if I was too tired, I'd do homework first and then golf or vice versa. But um, it was just kind of I've definitely translated that into college, though. Mm -hmm. And uh, Olivia, we'll move over to you. Now, your dad played collegiate golf at uh, Baylor. And so when did it hit for you to you know, kind of like follow in his footsteps to pick up the clubs and you know, hit the golf course? Honestly, it was not my idea at all. <laughs> um, 
we had kind of funny story. We met a barista, and <laughs> he was working on his PGA cor- uh, card. And my mom said, you want to give her a lesson? <laughs> and um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I started out. And then my dad has just kind of taken over and been my person to go to for anything golf. I was about to say, so, like, having someone that, you know, had played collegiate golf, you know, so close to you, how does that help in, you know, in terms of your development of your golf game? Well, he definitely knows what he's talking about, and so it's it's helpful when I'm, like, struggling on the course or something, and then he also knows what it's like to play competitively and has been in my shoes and knows, like, what... I go through on the course and all that. So, and uh, Emily, we'll go back with you uh, and back to golf. You know, you not only played in a lot of events, but you won them from the 2019 Central Florida Metro Championship to being a medalist in a 3A district. How did you prepare going into those events, and you know what helped you achieve those accomplishments in high school? Um, I had a lot of good people around me. My dad also. No, he didn't play in college, but he he was always very involved and very helpful. And um, with him and also my high school team and my high school coach, I just had a lot of positivity around me. And also just knowing how to practice and playing for so long before coming into high school, that definitely helped me succeed. And uh, Livia, back to you with uh, high school golf. You know, how was that, you know, in terms of your development of a golfer? You know, how how uh, critical and you know important was high school golf to you? It was really important because it gave me the team aspect and it gave me people to practice with and co- like challenge me more. Um, yeah, and my coaches, they may not have been like professionals, but they <laughs> always wanted to help. And so it was really nice to have them there. Now, obviously, we're, you know, junior, sophomore, you know, you guys, everyone, you know, was affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. So from an athlete's perspective, you know, from golf wise and student wise, you know, and you guys weren't from West Virginia. Obviously, we talked to uh, Ryan and Cameron of the men's golf and they're both from West Virginia. So you guys not being from West Virginia, what was it like for you as an athlete and as a student during that pandemic? And Olivia, we'll start with you. I was lucky enough to be able to go out onto my course and practice whenever I wanted, basically. (laughs) So that was really good and very lucky. And then at the time I was going to like a private school that was all online because of COVID and they basically let me call in from anywhere. (laughs) So I would be at the course and just hitting golf balls and being in class, (laughs) so. And Emily? Um, well, I was just before Olivia, so we were still in the dead period, so we couldn't come on visits, we couldn't, uh, coaches couldn't come recruit us in person, so honestly, that dead period completely changed, um, everything when I was getting recruited, um, it's honestly probably why I ended up at Marshall, because I would talk to coach or to coach Burkhammer on the phone and she made me feel so comfortable and she really um emphasized the family environment that's here at Marshall so 
not being able to meet coaches in person or come meet the teams or anything like that was that was honestly why I chose Marshall and I'm really happy about it but um even with the visit thing I didn't get to come do a visit or anything like that but similar to Olivia it was nice that golf was so isolated because we could still practice and um we didn't have to completely take a break from it now obviously you know you being from Texas you from Florida how did Marshall pop up on you uh on y'all's map like how how did you guys discover Marshall and uh you know be like this is the school that is for me and Olivia we'll start with you um honestly I'd never heard of Marshall <laughs> before recruiting started and uh I had emailed coach and we like set up the phone call and all that and I like just knew just by talking about her and hearing about like the community or talking to her <laughs> and hearing about the community and um, just like hearing about the team and all the like different parts of Marshall and the her whole like story and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of the same thing. I really hadn't heard much about Marshall until I started looking at um, all the lists of schools. I was kind of surprised at how many colleges are in every state and not being from anywhere near here. I hadn't heard of Marshall before. Um, and then of course I emailed Brooke and we, um, had a phone call and it, like I said before in the previous question, I really felt comfortable with her and that was kind of why this is where I ended up. Mm-hmm. All right. And, uh, we're going to step aside, take a quick break here. You're listening to sports view on the cutting edge sports radio network. What you doing? Booking your travel? Yeah. For both of you? Huh? You and that nasty flu of yours. <coughs> the flu is a rotten travel companion, so travel only when you feel well. Get your flu vaccine and wash your hands often to leave the flu and other germs behind. For more information, go to cdc.gov travel. A message from the Department of Health and Human Services and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. You okay? Yeah, I'm just allergic to all these irritating radio stations. If you are being slowed down daily by drab radio stations, ask your doctor about taking WMUL. WMUL works by sending a stream of exciting news and sports coverage to the brain while taking out all the commercials slowing you down. Oh, much better. Thank you, WMUL. Side effects include but are not limited to exciting bouts of metal, jazz, blues, alternative hip-hop, gospel, rock, and more. A deficiency in commercials and an intense feeling of personal satisfaction and joy. Do not take WMUL if you hate happiness. I don't hate happiness. Ask your doctor about taking WMUL-FM 88.1. Welcome back to Sports View here on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. With me are two members of the Marshall women's golf team, Olivia Cochin and Emily McClatchy. And uh, we're going to get more into the Marshall golf side of things. Uh, obviously, you know, you signed to play with Marshall. You know, what has it been like so far to play with the Thunder Herd? And Olivia, we'll start with you. It has been, like, one of the best things that has ever happened to me. Um... I didn't really think that like oh I would be it would it would be as mu- different as high school golf but like it's it's really it's a <laughs> completely different um like traveling to tournaments and like learning to manage school and golf 
and tournaments and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to Olivia, it's one of the best things that's happened to me, just being around um, our team. They're honestly like my favorite people to be around from the group that I was with my freshman year to the group we're with now. Their Brooke really does bring in some of the best people, and I love them. And not only do they push me, but they're very supportive. We support each other. And in a sport that's so individual, the fact that we are able to have such a strong team dynamic is really special. And, uh, Livia, we'll go with you uh, first. You know, your freshman year, you got into the course and made an, uh, an immediate impact. You know, your first three competitions, you get top three on the team. Uh, how did that feel coming in as a freshman and to be able to make, you know, such an impact at a strong level? Um, it was really exciting because, like, oh, you say, oh, I'm going to play college golf, and then you actually get to play college golf, and it's – and to be like actually going to the tournaments and know you're know you're going to the tournaments consistently, it's like just surprising. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, Emily, over with you. You know, you also come on to Marshall, and you know, you get immediately on the course for the herd your freshman year. You compete in seven different events throughout the year, um, even being a top finisher in one of those events. Uh, what does it mean to you? You know, when you were such a young freshman to. Uh, be trusted so much to compete right off, you know, right off the bat for the herd. It was awesome. Um, coming in, there was our team was definitely older my freshman year. Now it's definitely younger than much more younger than it was before. So getting the opportunity to go play with that team and to travel was awesome. It was I learned so much. I think I kept saying how I would I learned so much more than I had in the past five years than I did in those three months. Um, Just being able to go compete, you really do learn a lot more than you do when you're just practicing. So that was awesome. And last year it was really special again too, getting to play a lot. So it's, it's exciting. Like Olivia says, there's a difference between playing college golf and actually going to play college golf. So now in uh, March of 2023, uh, you finished second at the uh, River Landing Classic, and that got you Sunbelt uh, Women's Golfer of the Week. Mm-hmm. How did it feel to you know kind of like open up your phone and uh, see that alert that you got that Golf of the Week honor? It was really, really cool. It was a cool week, and um, it honestly felt like I was like, oh, my gosh, this is almost too much. Like, you guys don't need to support me this much. And it was over spring break when it happened, so I was still here. Uh, some people went home, but feeling so much support when I was just kind of sitting in the dorm alone and I was having some back pain issues too so seeing that was really cool and um again it just uh emphasizes how much of our our team makes it feel like family and uh I asked both Ryan and Cameron this but you y'all sport is unlike you know others here at Marshall you have a fall and a spring season you know fall is a nice builder to get ready for that Sunbelt's uh, championship season in the spring. What's it like to prepare for two separate seasons in the same year? And Olivia, we'll start with you. It's sometimes kind of difficult because if you're playing well in the, in the fall, you had all summer to kind of get ready for that. And then when you go home for winter, I mean, I know it's cold in Texas, so it's like kind of trying to keep your stuff together. <laughs> Um, for basically the entire year. Um, like you said, it's very different. Back home, it never gets cold. So having a time where we couldn't practice was definitely a switch for me my freshman year. But last year, it wasn't too cold, so we got to practice. But 
Um, it kind of feels like two separate seasons almost, even though it is all meshed into one. Um, we're about to finish our final tournament for the fall and it does feel like we're kind of wrapping it up and like the spring is just a separate thing but um coach tries to remind us that we're always getting ready for conference so it is one big thing and you just got to think of it as a marathon and not a sprint and we're just building off of each tournament trying to improve each week so and um obviously being an athlete in college it can be a very stressful and time managing thing classes and everything like that uh, so Emily, we'll start with you in this question. How do you go about balancing out being a collegiate golf athlete along with schoolwork? Um, just kind of prioritize what you have to do. Uh, I like to, me and my roommate typically go to the library every day and we do homework before practice or today I practiced early. So then you do homework after, but, um, we have a lot of good people helping us plan out our schedules so that we can have classes that fit in with, um, missing Mondays and Tuesdays a lot or having to qualify on certain days. So um, we have a lot of help, but also just prioritizing what you need to get done and always knowing that like when you are traveling, there's not much time to be doing homework. So you need to get it done beforehand. Olivia, over to you. Um, kind of like Emily said, just getting it all done before <laughs> um, you leave and in the van, even. Um, don't usually get a lot done in the van, but <laughs> um, trying to like prioritize homework before golf, too. And uh, Olivia, we'll stick with you. Uh, you know, this sophomore year, you've uh, you started strong, two top ten finishes. Um, how does it feel to get that? You know, year two started out strong, uh, so strong, and make that jump from year one to year two. Uh, it was. It's really nice because I feel like. I've improved so much just playing college golf in the past year. Um, I know, like, last year I would be happy with the sc some of the, like, higher scores that I shot this year, and I'm just not. <laughs> um, but it's okay because we still have the spring season. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, just like Emily, you know, your sophomore year, you get Sunbelt Golfer of the Week. Um, which was, you know, recently, how did you, uh, feel, you know, getting that honor, you know, just opening up your phone and seeing that you had that award? I was actually really excited because that was kind of like one of my goals, like, oh, you made it to college golf. What's your next goal? <laughs> and so that was kind of a short term goal of mine. And I was really happy to see that I finally accomplished it. And uh, Emily, we'll go to you. So far this season, you know, pretty strong performances, uh, including a final round 71 at the Jennifer Duke Invitational, which helped, you know, lead you guys to uh, overall finish seven, uh, second. Excuse me. Uh, what has been, in your opinion, your overall best performance this season? Um, I would say my final round at the UNCG tournament was the first time this season where I was um, really felt like I was playing my strongest. Unfortunately, I had a rough last three holes. It kind of ruined the rest of the round. But that was a really long tournament. We didn't finish the 36-hole day that time, so we had to finish the second round before we played the third. And um, I don't know. I just was really happy with some of the stuff that I did. And um, I don't know. It's kind of been a battle this year just trying to get my mental game to line up with my – um, physical game, but that was one of the days where I walked away pretty proud of myself. So, 
And uh, Olivia, we'll go over to you. Um, you know, in three of the four fall events so far, you finished top 15. Uh, what has made you really happy from year one to year two uh, about your game here in college golf? Um, honestly, I think my mental game has improved quite a bit in the past year. Uh, I've kind of just decided to enjoy playing the game instead of focusing on trying to control what I'm doing. And um, it, I think it's made a tremendous impact on my game. And uh, we'll go to a little bit more of a uh, personal, you know, you being a double major uh, in sports business and management information systems, you know, I'm sure that takes a lot on your plate. Um, what is it you hope to accomplish once you graduate? And um, do you want to stay in the golfing world or, you know, was it, you know, something you would like to expand on in a, you know, other area? Um, honestly, I'm not positive about what I want to do, but I know how much of an impact that golf has had on my life and all the lessons that I've learned. So I would love to eventually do something with junior golf or um, even like a amateur golf or professional golf, but um, I would love to stay in the golf world if I'm able to. And I'll switch over and ask you the same, Emily, you being a major marketing minor in management, you know, do you also want to stay in the golf world or is there something that, you know, you have your mind set to after graduation? No, I've always known I wanted to keep golf in my life. Um, obviously younger, it was always professional, but here now I'm, you know, looking more into how I can involve it and look at it more in the business world. So I want to work for a company uh, that's in the golf sector and um that's kind of my goal right now um i always want to be involved with golf though i'll always play and i'll probably play in amateur tournaments during the summer but um it's definitely a part of who i am so it's never gonna just disappear but and uh obviously a lot of competitions so far in y'all's career um what did you guys say has been your favorite competition so far in your collegiate career at marshall and olivia we'll start with you do you mean by like how well we play or like <laughs> just the team experience? Team experience, uh, you know, all factors, team experience, overall play, and just, you know, the course um, itself. I would say conference. It was really fun to be able to like just be with our team, like outside of the golf course and outside of practice rounds. And um, I feel like we got to know each other a lot better just being in together more. <laughs> Uh, Emily, we'll switch over to you. You know, what's been your favorite competition so far? I'd say conference as well is one of my favorites. Freshman year, we were at PJ National, and that course was just awesome to play. So that was really special. But even like Olivia said last year at um, LPGA, that was close to home. So I got to see a lot of my family. And just having uh, only playing 18 holes instead of 36, we get to spend a lot more time together, which is special. Um and then, of course, River Landing was really special just performance-wise. All right. Well, Olivia, Emily, thank you guys so much for coming on to Sports View and, uh, you know, chatting with me today. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And thank you all for listening and watching here. This has been Sports View, a sports show getting to know athletes and personnel uh, here at Marshall University. This is the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. I'm Ben Westfall saying so long and have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to the award-winning Sports View. Tune in again next week at 7 p.m. for more Sports View on the worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. 
WMUL 88.1.